0: Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft discussion on all things well-being. This is Kimberly Quinn, and I am here at the gorgeous Champlain College campus with our guest speaker today, Lisa Mazzarello. I am so pumped. I've known Maz for quite a while, and I'm excited for her to talk about being your biggest fan. I will first let you know that uh, Maz is currently an assistant Vice President of Student Affairs and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and also works with our ODI students. Is it okay if I call you Maz? Yes, that's great. Excellent. Okay, Maz. I am super excited about this uh, this chat. on being your biggest fan because I think so many of us. I think, especially for women, honestly, because I, you know, I, I think that we've been kind of conditioned from the ground up. that If we put any, you know, we don't, if we do take care of ourselves, it's like we're being selfish or something. Right. Sure. So, so maybe you can help us with um, what goes into being your biggest fan.
1: Sure. Um, And thanks for having me. I'm psyched to be here. So for me, it's been a lifelong lesson and I think it's been really important to, Uh, give myself good messaging and take care of myself, even when other people might be looking in and being like, that's not taking care of yourself. Like it's filling my own cup and working in the world of student affairs. I see young people often being afraid to put themselves first. I like to encourage my students to take care of themselves. And I, I do that by leading by example and, Um, making sure that I put myself first. So it's positive messaging. It's eating well when I can, but having that ice cream cone if I need to and want to. Um, It's taking a longer break if I need to or sleeping in if I need to, but also getting things off my plate and and not procrastinating. And um, just when I do procrastinate, I feel bad about that, like not beating myself up for long periods of time about that and trying to do my best um, to do better next time and leave, leave that negative messaging behind. It's something that I think has come with age and time and not necessarily something that comes naturally, as you say, especially for female identified folks, for uh, folks in the queer community, which I do identify as a lesbian woman. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of positive messaging for me as a kid. Um, in that way. I was very fortunate to grow up in a family that was very positive and encouraging, um, but not everybody has that. So how do I work with my students now to help them kind of feel good about themselves and take care of
0: themselves in whatever ways they need to? Okay, Mads, you just like tapped into something I know that we're both very interested in and into, which is really monitoring what you're saying to yourself, right? And I know, you know, our students, and then there's me at a fabulous 57. I, I'm watching what's going through all the time. And I know that Maz works with a lot of, of students and she's very good at what she does, actually, because I've seen her in action. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, she's like the Pied Piper of students over there. And I'm wondering if you want to fill us in because uh, maybe some of the messages, you know, you hear from students, like what, what is their self-talk like?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I I witness students, we have a high achieving, you know, college students, you made it this far, and you tend to be pretty high achieving. And and, um, I like to encourage students to not necessarily look for that perfection, because I see students really getting themselves stuck in everything needing to be perfect versus, you know, And sometimes that comes at a cost to their own mental health or physical well-being. You know, I got to get that a, so I'm not going to go to the gym today and I'm going to study, 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 or I I'm going to stay up all night and, um, work really hard on something versus taking a break. And I don't want to, I don't want to induce a bunch of slackers out there, but I do want the balance of not looking for that perfection and, um, you know, finding a balance between what's the best thing for me in this moment um, versus what's the best thing for me as as a whole being. Um, and I think students are are pretty tough on themselves. I was a young person once and was pretty tough on myself and You know, if I would say something, if even in doing this podcast, if I said something and that didn't come out exactly right, I'd beat myself up for it for days versus doing something. I did a great podcast, but I messed up in this little tiny area. Um, And that would be the only thing that you take with you. Oftentimes when folks are getting criticism or doing evaluations with other people, what do you walk away with? You walk away with those two tidbits of criticism, Um, for sometimes years versus the pages and pages of documentation that were like, you're really good at this, you're really good at that, Um, problem solving, uh, communication, all this stuff are messages that I myself heard as a young person, but I would always take to the bank what somebody had for a piece of criticism. And for me, I think it's important to learn from those lessons, but not necessarily beat yourself up over and over about them. Um, And I encourage my students, yes, you know, hear those messages, try to move forward, but not at your own expense. Sometimes you just got to let it go and you're not going to be that, that perfect person.
0: This is, this is all good stuff, Maz, for sure. And and, uh, Maz and I work with so closely with students. I think we're pretty in tune with the messaging going on. Right. And so, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, Maz, if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the messages that are out there. And then Maz and I were also just um, talking off, off the record a little bit because, it, you know, the, this time for young adults is hard because this is one of the mental health stuff. This is the age range. And then and Maz brought up and then entered the pandemic. So if you are already not so comfortable in your head. Right. Now you're isolated. Yeah. So go ahead. Take it away.
1: Yeah, sure. I, and I think. A little plug for Champlain College, although that's not necessarily the intention of these. It feels like there's a little bit of something for everyone here. So my students that maybe weren't the coolest kids in high school come here and find their people. So, you know, in the pandemic where there were pre-pandemic where people are messaging, you know, you've got to be the college football star or the prom queen Um, And everybody's always, you know, as young folks looking to measure up against those personalities. For me, as a young queer woman, I was never going to fit in those boxes. And I was a tomboy and I wasn't supposed to be playing with trucks and climbing trees with my brother. Um, So that was always, you know, I knew there was something off there and. For me, as I've matured and, and I see with my students, they grow up and or are growing up right before my very eyes and finding themselves here at Champlain where they find a posse of people to connect with and I think it just becomes easier to give yourself good messages when you're not the only one. You're not the tigger, right? Tiggers are wonderful things. Why? Because they're the only one. Um, it's not cool to be the only one in high school or as a young person, you have to have a a crew and a posse and be the popular kid. Um, I would bet, you know, most, most folks that know me would say I was pretty popular in high school, but I still was giving myself messages that I didn't measure up. So, um, how do I go about giving myself, you know, being intentional about saying, yeah, this is good. This is good and it's good enough, but it's not just good enough. It's actually really, really great. Um, And then as the pandemic, and I feel like I'm a little all over the place here, but as the pandemic hit, if you are one of those people that is not in a place to be giving yourself good messages, we all went into isolation. I myself lived alone when we started, Um, to our first round of isolation or, or living in the pandemic? And how did I go about really keeping my mental health afloat and taking good care of myself? It was finding what's important to me, what makes me feel good, taking those breaks when I needed to, or going for walks. And we were all afraid of other people. So I was going for walks at times when I thought everybody was sitting around the dinner table with their families. So I was out in the outdoors and like Champlain's amazing. So making sure I was getting out there and watching a sunset or, um, I, I ended up putting a hopscotch, um, what are they called hopscotch board or hopscotch out in front of my chalk. house chalk on the sidewalk. And I would sit there in my window as I was in a meeting or doing work And I would watch as people walked by and it brought me joy to see someone else do the hopscotch. (laughs) I took a picture once. It was kind of creepy now looking back on it, but of this older couple that was walking by and the the gentleman stopped and hopped through the hopscotch um, on the, on the ground. And for me, it was like, yeah, he kind of got back to not worrying about who was watching him or being silly and just what felt good for him in that moment was to take advantage of this childhood game that was on the ground. Um, And, you know, as far as those kind of quietest times in myself, a very extroverted life, um, having the the wherewithal and taking time to tell myself good things. Okay, I'm going to get out. I'm going to do two miles today. I'm going to walk three miles today, whatever it is. Um, But but delivering good messages and saying nice things to myself. I think a lot of my my young students aren't always doing that. And if you're in a pandemic in your own head saying bad things to yourself and there's nobody else around to talk to, that's just a, a vicious cycle. And you start circling the drain and not feeling so good about life in general, which scares me for young people who are not able to connect with themselves, um, in a positive way. So I encourage folks to try to take good care of, take the best care of yourself. So you're um, able to show up for yourself, but also for others, which is just, you know, it it kind of follows the be kind, um, movement that I see happening, popping up on t-shirts or pins or, um, just mantras that people are carrying around these days in a time where it's really, there's a lot of negativity out there. If you can be positive to any one individual, make that person yourself. And then from there, um, hopefully it goes out outwards from there. We are a kinder, gentler um, people as a result.
0: All right, Maz, I heard a lot of, a lot of good information there that I think, students can benefit from and also our, our, our colleagues and our friends friends around the world actually because this is quite a ubiquitous topic I would say sure. right that sure. because I think many of us regardless of your age range or how you identify or how much money you have any of that keeping ourselves filled up is the number one thing and I don't think a lot of people get that like that because I think there's especially it seems like especially for identifying females and though it is everybody I think that we've been given this message that if we keep ourselves filled up and prioritize our own self-care that this is like selfish or something or some kind of way right well well, I think we were to actually imagine I was talking about this you can't give what you don't have right so how do you think or what were your what would be your suggestions especially since I think the student population is a little more self-conscious about that what would be your your advice or, or or tips on how to go about keeping filled up and prioritizing your own self care?
1: Yeah, well, I I think it's kind of looking inward and finding what are the things that fill you up. What do you feel good at after? You know, you've done after I have dinner with my family, I walk away feeling really good. My belly is full. My um, family has helped lift me up. You know if that com if something happens over the dinner uh, that doesn't fill me up, I walk away feeling cruddy, but still, even being with my family usually is a cup filler up, or even on a bad night, which not that there's a ton of those, but it happens, right? So, what are the things that you do that naturally help you feel good? And I would say, be your best friend and and. Put yourself in the way of those things. So is it watching a movie? Is it talking with friends? Is it breaking bread with a family member? Is it going for a walk, getting out in the woods? Um, For me, being out in nature, and I know that lots of well-being initiatives say, get outside, get outside, get outside. I can't say how much just taking my dog for a walk on a beautiful snowy day, which I'm looking forward to because that's on tonight here in Vermont. I really hope that, you know, I just get to get out and enjoy my surroundings. And even when it's not perfect, as I said earlier, you know, I'm not looking for perfection. If it's a little too cold or we don't get as much snow, you know, I don't look at that and make. You know, I I I guess I do look at that as a glass half full scenario still. So to find the goodness in what is happening, and um, making sure that I'm appreciating what is around me, and um, putting myself in the in the way of that as often as possible. So yeah, could I walk all day long? No, you know, of course not. But taking the time to figure out for myself what it is, what is it that makes me feel good and trying to do more of it. And even when it's not perfect, um, making the most out of that scenario as often as possible and then messaging that back to myself. Okay. Dinner was really good. It was fun. Uh, you know, we were jokey. We had a good time and, um, I don't know, making the most out of that Because if I I carry that good feeling outward into the world, outwards into the world, I am able to give that to somebody else, which is, you know, it's a pay it forward kind of mentality. And um, the more that I have my cup filled up, the more likely I am to be able to help somebody else or even just leave a, a positive impact on somebody else, which they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends. I know there's a whole lot of, analogies that I throw out there, um, but I really do see that that is kind of how I feel better about myself if I've helped someone else, and um, maybe the world is a little bit kinder, gentler because of that.
0: Wow, as I like this whole conversation is so good, and I think, as we mentioned, I think good for anyone because I think there are plenty of people in their fifties and sixties and seventies that don't feel enough. or they, you know, having the negative self-talk going on and um, stigmatized with taking care of ourselves and things like that. So I think it's, it's fantastic. And I, I think it's a good windup point because your suggestion of, well, getting out in nature is a huge one for me too. You know, that, our golden retrievers. Um, but also to let the good in, if we don't let it in the brain doesn't recognize what more looks like. Right. And then it, you know, it attracts more and then being grateful you said to work hard at, maybe you said not perfect, or it's, but to work hard at um sort of sifting from the day, what is going well? And maybe I only had five minutes with my goal retriever, but five minutes is better than no minutes right kind of thing, right? So to look allow the good in and focus on what's going well and be grateful for it because it'll attract more, right? Sure. Okay, I'm glad I got yeah. that. Well, and just hanging on
1: to that for sure. Hang on to is, it. You know, how do you hang on to that? Because who does it serve, serve well if you are beating yourself up all the time. It doesn't serve you well, and it's certainly not going to serve the next person well. So
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's funny because I I think of that cliche, like, you know, when, when people say misery loves company, Yeah, <laughs> that's total crap, right? Because misery loves miserable company. Right. <laughs> that's how it works. So that, that the, this self critical thing we often fall into, it just attracts more of it and, and versus, and the opposite, like you're saying, when, well, we're spreading the good vibes, and the positivity attracts more of that. So um, excellent place to wind up. So I would very much like to thank Lisa Maz, Maz for choosing to spend her life minutes in this way with us. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is just excellent food for thoughts. So on that note... This is Kimberly Quinn and Lisa Mazzarello signing off from the gorgeous Champlain College campus in Burlington, Vermont. Have a mindful day.